Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Today is a very special episode because we have Ramen with our guests Cece and Samantha joining us, talking about the Asian American movement. Ooh. Here we come. Come with me. There's a world out there that we should see. Take my hand. Close your eyes. Okay, so before we really get into it, there's some background info that y'all really want to have in your head before the storytelling starts. First, the Asian American movement was a socio-political movement in which the widespread grassroots efforts of Asian Americans affected racial, political, and social change in the U.S. It reached its peak in the late 1960s to mid-1970s. So the movement was a uniting factor for many different ethnicity groups in the United States. Each group of Asians in America had a long history of fighting for equality and justice. These groups of people especially found power in each other's cultural heritages and ethnic identity. So let's start the scene of the beginnings of Asian American political activism. Where did it start? Okay, so imagine the 1960s. Decade of the smiley face found on everything and anything around the world, including t-shirts, the space race, the Cuban Missile Crisis, continuing the Cold War, the Kennedy assassination, Martin Luther King, Vietnam, and the civil rights and riots. There's also hippies and flower power, the Beatles and rock and roll. But in the late 1960s, Asian American political activism began spontaneously in different places and at different times and with different perspectives. I mean, all three of us are all children of immigrants, so we don't really know or have any information about the history of this movement from our relatives. Well, on the West Coast, it began when community activists focused attention on the bad condition of San Francisco's Chinatown, and campus activists protested the absence of their historical experiences in colleges and university curriculum. From these demonstrations came a bunch of community-based organizations providing social services to the Asian ethnic communities and campus organizations that were needed. So now we have these riled up college students leading the third world liberation front strikes of 1968-1969, which were the defining moment for Asian American movement. So in Cali, ethnic student groups formed in response to Eurocentric education and lack of diversity. The most famous ones were in San Francisco State College and UC Berkeley. There's also other organizations that were involved, like the AAPA, the Intercollegiate Chinese for Social Action, and the Filipino-American Collegiate Endeavor. They came together to form the Asian contingent of the student-led strikes. Wait, hold on. You mentioned different groups that were involved with this. What group had the most impact on the Asian-American movement? I think that the AAPA had the most. Well, the AAPA stands for the Asian American Political Alliance, and it was a political organization that started at UC Berkeley in 1968. Its goal was to unite all Americans under one identity to push for political and social action. It was formed by UC Berkeley students Yuji Ikioka and Emma G. Yeah, it's your average, typical civil rights group forming together. Well, they saw that students at the university were protesting as individuals, but there was a lack of unity in the way that they were protesting. They looked for people 
who had Asian last names and hoped that they were indeed Asian. They also invited everyone with an Asian last name to a meeting in their apartment where they discussed ideas for a potential group alliance. What can't the world go on without? Honda Civic. That's my bed. Okay, back to that college meeting. So they held a meeting with people who were previously involved with other political organizations and movements like the anti-war movements and Black Panther Party. So the super duper important people, basically. So although the founding members of the AAPA were Berkeley students, they made it clear that the AAPA was not a student-based organization, and they were really well known as a fundamental political organization that aimed towards what is called today the Third World Liberation. Okay, so I looked up more information on the AAPA, and here's the speech that Richard Aoki gave in 1968 for a rally at UC Berkeley that clearly describes the ideology of the organization. In the summer of 1968, a number of Asian students banded together to form the Asian American Political Alliance. It was made up of Asian students who began to realize the racist nature of America. And there was the first Asian American group at the University of California that was not based on ethnicity. It was what I would call pan-Asianism. Thirty years ago, there was a student strike here at Berkeley called the Third World Liberation Front Strike, which brought in ethnic studies. How many of you are University of California students? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should appreciate the fact that the ethnic studies department was born out of struggle. Before the Third World Strike would demand that there be uh, a third world college here at the University of California, centering on African Americans, Asian Americans, Latinos, and Native Americans. One of the principles underlying the Third World Strike was that we, disparate as we were racially and ethnically, we agreed on the uh, principle of respecting uh, one another. The AAPA got big as people drew inspiration, and in the summer of 1968, Penny Nakatsu and two other Japanese-American women founded the San Francisco State College AAPA. So, San Francisco State and Berkeley AAPA groups met together often to discuss activities and ideologies. Eventually, the SF State and AAPA joined the SF State Third World Liberation Front and fought to have a school of ethnic studies within San Francisco State University to provide an education where diverse groups of people could be exposed to the cultures and life of other ethnics, including Asians. So what is their main focus? Well, there's another important event that happened at the time, which was the Free Huey Movement. The AAPA coordinated events and demonstrations with the Black Panther Party and the Red Guards calling for justice for the New- for Newton Huey. The AAPA supported the Free Huey, Huey Movement, which aimed to get at Huey Newton, the co-founder of the Black Panther Party, released from jail on the charges of killing a police officer. They used posters with Free Huey written in multiple languages, choosing to use other Asian languages to demonstrate that Asian Americans stood in support with Newton, since people of color should come together. Okay, so the presence of many different Asian languages 
showed how AAPA tried to unite multiple Asian ethnicities together. And the support for the Free Huey movement emphasized that the AAPA's anti-assimilation ideology and support for other racialized groups. Despite their successes in bringing inspiration to young Asian Americans and influencing other people of color, the end of the AAPA was just as ordinary as their beginning. Just like how they began their organization in 1968, a meeting was held and the AAPA decided to disband in 1969 after the successful Third World Liberation Front strike at UC Berkeley. That's why the AAPA was a major influence in inspiring both its own members and other Asian Americans across the United States to participate in political organization and fight for social change. So how did Asian citizens participate in politics and how can they contribute to participate in American civic and political life? So after the AAPA disbanded, its members continued to participate in many Asian American organizations and causes. For example, some members decided to establish the Asian Community Center, which participated in the protests to save International Hotel. Also, the AAPA inspired other organizations like AAA and I War Queen. The SF State's AAPA's activism helped contribute to the founding of the School of Ethnic Studies at SF State, and that encouraged other colleges to follow them. So other AAPAs were created at many universities and locations across the U.S., including at Yale, Columbia, UCLA, and other places like New York and Hawaii. Some examples Asian citizens today can or continue to participate in American civic and political life is by voting, running for office, holding a public office, or even wearing a button. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Up, up, here we go, go. Up, up, here we go.